Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 447, Friday Forum. Well, hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I'm Daryl Darnell, and when I played T-Ball... I was assigned to right field, which meant I spent most of my time bored sitting down on the ground picking clovers because no one in T-ball can hit the ball out to the outfield. But I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. And in today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I'm excited to be back with a new installment of the Friday Forum. Well. What do you know? We made it to Friday once again. I hope you've had a great week. Mine has been really cool, really busy. Lots of fun and exciting things happening here at Golden Spiral Media and Pro Podcast Solutions. It's a really great time to be involved with podcasting. And you're involved with podcasting as a listener, and I thank you for that. And you know what? You can also be involved in podcasting by being a contributor to a future installment of the Friday Forum. Of course, this is your chance to share what's going on in your life, the stuff that you have learned, or maybe even the stuff that you're learning right now. You can do that by calling 304-837-2278 or by heading over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. Well, how about we get into today's fun fact? Let me ask you a question. Which country has the most time zones? What do you think? Which country has the most time zones? I'll tell you what I thought it was. And you may have thought the same thing. I thought Russia. And I can tell you, if you're like me and you thought Russia, you're wrong. (laughs) Okay, so maybe you think, well, Antarctica, you know, it's down there at the bottom, and so kind of all the uh, the time zones kind of converge there. That, that's got to be what it is. Of course, I, why didn't I think of that first? Well, you're still wrong. It's not Antarctica either. It's not the United States. Nope. In fact, both Russia and the United States have 11 time zones. The winner is France. And when I first heard that, I was like, what? There's just this average-sized country in Europe. I mean. They're, I guess they're one of the bigger ones, really, in Europe, but they're not that big. Well, I wasn't thinking about it the right way. France has territories and islands all over the world. Yeah, and because of that, they have 12 time zones, more than any other country. The U.S. has 11, Russia has 11, Antarctica 10, the U.K. 9, Australia 8, Canada 6, And then it just keeps going down from there. So there you go. You can stump some of your friends at work or maybe at the bar or club tonight by seeing how many of them you can stump when you ask who has the most time zones. Because I guarantee you, no one's going to say France. I can't guarantee it. Maybe somebody knows it. But those are those freakish people who know everything and those weird pieces of trivia, which I guess now you know that too. And that makes you weird and freakish. 
I don't know. Maybe I should move on to the Friday Forum today. We've got three contributions, and these are all contributions that came in at the end of our last season. Remember, we had a whole lot of stuff come in there at the very end, which was great. Nothing came in during the break, and so this is going to empty out the mailbag once again. So let's, come on, let's send in your stuff. We don't want to run a bunch of uh, Friday flashbacks. Again, I do love the Friday flashbacks, but I love more your contributions. So uh, don't delay. Send your contribution in for next week's show. Let's get this one kicked off with a written contribution that came in from Susan. And here's what she had to say. She says, I've been meaning to send in a submission for the Friday Forum since Stuff I Learned Yesterday returned for this new season. And she's talking about last season. I kept putting it off because I couldn't decide on the perfect topic. I just finished listening to Daryl on the Monday episode and heard this is the final week for this season. So I knew that I had to quit dithering, which is a great word, by the way, and make a decision. The problem is I have perfectionist tendencies which can lead me to not make decisions because I'm afraid of making a mistake. I would think of an idea, but it would be something I would consider to be not worth telling because I hadn't completely fleshed out everything I learned from the experience. I was waiting for an awe-inspiring, clouds-parting, angel-singing topic to share. What I learned today is waiting for perfection can lead to missed opportunities. My small learning experience that I didn't share might have been just what someone needed to hear on that Friday forum. I don't have to write a long narrative for it to be a worthwhile learning experience that I can share with others, so I will send in those small experiences in the future and hope they help someone else. Well, Susan, I'm glad you sent this in. Even though it didn't make it last season, uh, I think it's a great way to kick off the season this time. And I'll tell you this. I mean, I absolutely identify with these things that you said about wanting it to be this awe-inspiring, you know, angel-singing, clouds-parting type of thing, or wanting to take and make sure you've learned all you're going to from that experience before sharing it. And those are things that I also battle as I put together my, uh, my thoughts and my stuff that I learn and, and share through my episodes. And so I'm totally with you and I totally understand that. Here's the interesting thing that I have learned. There have been, gosh, at least a half a dozen times over the years now that we've been doing this, where I've been really struggling to put together an episode and the, and the deadline is upon me. I've got to do something and I've got this idea and I feel like I really need to marinate on this idea or maybe put it off and think about, like just like you said, I don't know that I've really fully learned. I mean, here's, yeah, here's something I learned, but is this the thing that I want to share? Because I may not get the chance to share this story again. I may only be able to get one use out of this story. Is this what I want to go forward with? And I can tell you at least a half a dozen times where I've put out that episode and I've not really felt confident that what I've done is even worthwhile. And somebody will write in and say, or make a comment on Facebook and say, wow, that episode was so good. And the first time it happened, I'm like, oh, that's cool, because I kind of thought it stunk. And then it happened again, and then it happened again, and then it happened again. And I just got to the point where I'm now at that point where I'm like, I'm going to do my best every time, but I'm also comfortable with the idea that just because I'm unsure of it 
doesn't mean that it's not something that can make somebody else's life better and impact somebody in a positive way. And so I do the best I can and then I release it and just let it do its thing. And I'm okay with that. And uh, I don't always hear back. I Sometimes I, I send out an episode that I feel like is a dud and I don't hear anything. And I'm like, well, I hope it did somebody some good. <laughs> Maybe it didn't, but I'm okay with that. I'm now at peace with it is what it is. I did the best that I could for that day. And that's all I can do. So I don't know. Hopefully that'll help you. But I can totally identify with those feelings that you expressed. And I hope that we'll hear from you again before the end of this season. All right, let's get into some audio contributions now. This first one comes in from Justina. Hi, this is Justina. My favorite television show at this time of year is Orphan Black. And this is stuff I learned yesterday. So since I can't clone myself and I don't have a few clones... I often find that there is not enough time in the day to do everything that needs done. And although I love my new schedule because it allows me to eat dinner at home with my wife, we both have been finding it hard to get everything done that needs getting done during the work week. Therefore, things are spilling into the weekend. Then the weekend's over and we don't feel like we've done anything fun. So with the changes that have come to our life in the past few months, We knew we had to look at this problem and find a solution. And I think I solved it. First, we looked at all the chores and figured out what couldn't wait until the weekend and broke those chores into manageable pieces for each weeknight so that we're not overly busy and still have time to unwind and relax at the end of the evening. This relates well to Stephanie's stuff I learned yesterday, talking about breaking things down into bite-sized pieces so that they're easier to handle. The other thing was looking at the things that we do on the weekend and trying to figure out how to make them not take the entire weekend. And it occurred to me, we must divide and conquer. We can't be in two places at once. Therefore, when we're out running around getting groceries and running errands, The stuff at our house isn't getting done, such as the laundry or the cleaning. I do love running around with my wife, and we usually cap off the day with a nice dinner out and about. But what I discovered is this. If I stay home and do some of the at-home chores at the same time as my wife is out doing the errands, that twice as much stuff is getting done at once, which makes it take half the time. Then, at the end of the running, she still picks me up so we can go out to a nice dinner. And this new way of divide and conquer often leaves us now with a whole day to do something fun. So what did I learn? I might not be able to clone myself, but I learned that if I looked at a problem from a different perspective, I just might figure out how to do twice the work in the same amount of time leaving lots of time to relax. This is Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Excellent, excellent contribution, Justina. Good to hear your voice. I know you sent this in near the end of last season, but it's been too long. And so it's great to hear you uh, calling in again. You know what? I have a similar experience where I have discovered that I can get something done twice as fast. It's called mowing my grass. And what I do is I have my two kids do it. Yeah, it works out great. I don't have them do it all the time, but I do have them do it often. And uh, hey, 
I get to do other things while they're doing that. So actually, I'm usually in my office working while they're out there doing that, but it sure helps me out quite a bit. Working together is a big deal. All right, we're going to wrap it up today with one final contribution. This one comes in from Hannah. Here she is. Hi, this is Hannah, and I'm calling for the Stuff I Learned Yesterday Friday Forum. As a babysitter, I work with many different ages of kids and different families. One of the families that I work with has a two-year-old son who likes Sesame Street. So before he goes to bed, we can watch an episode. As we're watching and learning the word of the day and the letter of the day and eagerly anticipating Elmo, there are moments where characters stress the importance of stop and think. I loved this, and I thought, this is wise and timely advice for not just the little ones of the world, but for the adults of the world as well, including myself. They even have a song for it. If the characters are really rammed up and they know that they need to slow down, then they'll stop and say, I have to stop. They hold out their hand and pause and think, are we listening, leaders of the world, everyday folk? Just take time to take a beat, stop what you're doing, if you're ramped up about something, and think before you act. Thank you, Sesame Street. Hey, for reals, though, Sesame Street is awesome. And, and uh, you know, I think... When we're little kids, we love it, obviously. When we get a little bit older, we're like, Sesame Street is stupid. And then I think you reach a point where you're like, hey, you know what? Sesame Street wasn't so bad after all. And that's like, for me, that was like, you know, uh, senior in high school, junior in high school, up into my 20s. Like, hey, Sesame Street's actually kind of cool. Then you have kids, and you watch it all the time. And then you're like, you know what? Sesame Street... Not that cool. Kind of annoying. <laughs> so, uh, And then now that we don't watch it all the time with the kids, it's back to being cool again. So that's the uh, life cycle of Sesame Street, in my opinion. So right now I'm in the phase of, yeah, it's cool. And I like it. Now when I have grandkids and have to watch it all the time again, it'll probably wear out on me again. But anyway, yeah, Sesame Street. Awesome stuff. Glad you're learning from that and having a good time with the kids. And making a contribution to the Friday Forum. If you want to be like Hannah, Justina, or Susan, you can be one of the cool kids and send in your Friday Forum by calling 304-837-2278 or head over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. Once again, the mailbag is now empty, which means your opportunity is now to be a part of next week's show. And that's it. That brings us to a close for today. It's great to be back on the Friday Forum, hearing your voices and what you're learning. I love hearing from all of you. So look forward to more contributions next week. I hope you have a great weekend. And I'll be back on Monday with a new episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday. And as always, I'm Daryl Darnell. And this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcast and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. Join the Stuff I Learned Yesterday Facebook group at Facebook.com slash groups slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate an iTunes review that you can leave by going to GoldenSpiralMedia.com slash iTunes.